sun's out and vacation mode is on. Get your thrills and chills at Lake Winnipesoka and splash-tacular fun at Sokyo Water Park, where there's excitement for everyone and special discounts almost every day. Let the whole family cool off in the refreshing fun of Sokyo Water Park. Splash down on the Winnie 500 racing slides and float along the crazy river. Receive an adrenaline rush on the Ozone 14-story freefall or the world-famous Cannonball Roller Coaster. Kitty rides bring endless giggles and family attractions create fun for every age. Don't forget your sweet tooth. You'll need it to complement your powdered sugar smile from our legendary funnel cakes. So what are you waiting for? Put down your phones and video games, gather your family and friends, and upgrade your summer fun to Lake Winnie. Memories are timeless and the excitement is endless. Make this summer one they will always remember at Lake Winnipesoka, the South's favorite family amusement park. Visit lakewinnie.com for more information. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 44603-8770 is the number to call in. Once again, 44603-8770. If you got the Motorola flip phone, 38926-7562, 888-926-7562. Got a complete lineup for you today. And I think to kick things off, we got our guy, Damian Lewis from Prep Sports on the line. How you feeling, man? Hey guys, what's going on? How you guys doing? Good, bro. How you doing? Doing good, man. I'm actually uh, on site uh, here at Woodward Academy, man. High school softball is officially underway, and uh, the Woodward Academy Lady War Eagles hosting Sandy Creek, and we got us a good little pitcher's door going on in this one, but yeah, for all our uh, high school sports fans out there, you definitely want to start hitting some of these diamonds, because the girls are, uh, they're rocking. Excellent. So who are you predicting to win today's game? Uh, like I said, it's a it's a duel. Uh, Sandy Creek is actually up on top 2-1 right now, but those two runs they got were uh, were some fielding errors, some bad throws, um, you know, by, by the Woodward War Eagles. Nothing, no one's really, uh, neither pitcher has given up uh, too much. In fact, one of uh, Woodward's pitcher has about nine strikeouts, and Sandy Creek has uh, 
has 10. So, like I said, we got us a nice little pitcher's duel, 2-1 Sandy Creek. Uh, they're here in the top of the six, and uh, they just put a runner on first. So, uh, if they can tack on another run and then uh, their pitcher hold out to close it out, man, they'll pick up the win of the first uh, game of the season. Excellent. Uh, roughly how many games do they play? Uh, it just depends uh, because, you know, every you know coach kind of – does their thing you know it's softball baseball kind of similar to basketball where you know you'll have some programs they'll do a lot of tournament play and things of that nature so they can play anywhere from you know 15 to 20 some odd games okay and who are some of the favorites in the atlanta region uh well south of atlanta you got east coweta they're two-time state champs now they are going to be uh this is they start their this season life without kelly lynch who was a two-time gatorade uh georgia softball player of the year and she was actually gatorade player of the year this year uh and then uh hold on guys uh Okay, we got a we got a double. So yes, Annie Creek is threatening uh-huh. to add to their lead. So um with two runs on. But uh yeah, East Coweta uh and then um Love It uh when you got private schools, you got Love It on top. Um so uh it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting this year. Okay, excellent. What else is going on in prep sports? Uh, man, some of the big news, man, that they, it seems like we're not going to get away from this topic, man. Uh, another uh, 2020 basketball recruit decided that he's going to skip out on college. Uh, Marjan Beauchamp, um, one of the top recruits of 2020, plays for Dream City Christian in Glendale, Arizona, announced this, week, this past week he's going to skip college. But he's not going to go overseas. He's actually going to train with a program called Chameleon BX. Uh, out of California. Uh, it's a 12-month program, and basically he and his father said they just feel like they will better prepare him for the NBA. So he's making it known, like he college is not, not in his future. He wants to go to the NBA, so he's going to do the uh, Chameleon BX training program for 12 years up in San Francisco and then, uh, you know, ch- take his chances with the draft. I guess this is going to be a, well, a trend for some people. Now, we're you know, we're talking about what – Less than one percent well, of and, basketball players, and I guess they're going. It's all. It's all still going to be determined by what the NBA eventually finally does, right? Yeah. If they're leaning toward getting rid of the one and done and just letting kids come back, come straight from high school to to the pros, then then you know you want to have this is the in between season for a couple of kids now. So do you go to school for one year and leave, or do you know that eventually it's going to be straight from high school to college? Any, I mean, high school to the pros. So why not go ahead and Get your training. Damien, let me ask you, do you see uh, a case where some, even if they do away with the one and done, where these high school kids will still go to these supplements um, or these training facilities, get a year in to make their draft stock better? Oh, yeah, definitely, man, because a lot of the guys, the mindset now is, you know, a lot of them aren't afraid to adopt the mindset that I'm not here uh, I'm not trying to go to college. I'm trying to go to the pros. So I think, you know, what's going to start to happen is, yeah, even with one and done and gone, some guys just, they're just going to skip college. They, they Pro level is on their mind. And so what's it going to take for me to get to that level? And most guys feel like college doesn't help prepare you for the NBA. I can see that for some of them. Uh, I think if you're a top 10, um, whoever, 100, then yes. But if you're 11 through, you need to go somewhere. 
for a year. <clears throat> I exactly. Think, I think they all need yeah. to go. I, I just personally think. You talking about the betterment of the NBA? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the betterment of the other. Of the, of the individual, I just think there's something that's gained in that year or two that you just don't get. You can't be now. If you going now, if you wind up going overseas, I think they may get it. Overseas can some, sometimes be similar to like a college experience because you got to adapt to a new, uh, you know, often new country, but you got to adapt to actually traveling yeah. and being on a schedule. Like, you know, so I understand that, but. To, to not be in high school and kind of go to a camp, to me, that's the equivalent of staying in, in the, a, the, the a, 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 AAU circle. So I don't know how that translates from from then. we got to see it, but I don't think that really translates from from that circle to the NBA. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. And, I, and, I also just yeah. don't, and I also don't like that. You just don't, you're not going somewhere where you're going to, in my opinion, someone's going to want to come and take your bag. Like that's, I mean that's. But you do if that's the NBA. Well, I mean you do in college. College like, or I mean or not overseas, NBA, overseas. Overseas, right. like I don't think you're gonna get that at what's the what's the what's the name of this facility you're gonna go to in San Francisco? Uh, Chameleon DX. Ain't Chameleon nobody BX. gonna be there really trying to take his bag. They're not. They're actually gonna be prepping him so they make sure that he gets picked up. But he's not gonna. To me, he's not gonna be really tested by somebody who wants to get what he has. You, you understand what well, I'm saying? Well, maybe he can. Uh, he won't be like Ben Simmons and will actually develop a shot. Well, I mean, or develop, like, like now I'm going to take a shot at LeBron. As much as I like LeBron and whatnot, I think the one thing LeBron missed and will always miss is he never went to once one year at school. He never got that, that, that underclassman, that guy who wasn't a blue chip athlete that wanted to get the attention of the coach. Or that that guy that knew for me to be seen, I got to come and take these D one. Kind of had that in high school because he he had a bullseye on his back. But everybody who played was half junior. his size. Well, like is. I mean, like the, everybody LeBron played in high school. Like he's but this is what makes him great. And what I also like he I lived say, up to the high. And I'm saying yeah, and he's missing it. What he's missing is he never got. You look at the way well, way in his Carmelo. first year. Melo used to. That's my point. Melo used to you, dog him. You go back and watch Wade. You go back and watch Melo, and you go back and watch LeBron. His first three seasons. Every time he played Wade and LeBron, you could tell those guys had played that extra. They had something extra. Well, about Wade them. was a Marquette graduate or, or three years. Junior. No, he gra- did he graduate? I think he went three years. I know at least three. Years. Three years. And of then Melo, Melo was one, one, year, and, one and done. But you could tell those guys had. Going through those battles as far as trying having to prove themselves even in college, where LeBron didn't go that, and it took him a while. But they had already played during the AAU circuit, though. Not, it's, it's still different, and, um, man. It's still, Nike basketball camps. It's still, it's still different like when you on the campus and you want you want you want Bill Self to see you, and 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 you came on as a red shirt, and you know you. Bill good. Self can't see though. <laughs> but, but, but you. <laughs> But you know, sorry, Kansas fans. You know yeah, what it is. But you know, but you know what I mean. That, that kind of grind, or you know, um, who's the coach for North Carolina? Um, Ray. Roy. 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 Roy, 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 Roy Williams. Wade. Yeah. You know, you want to catch the attention, and you and you that you that under guy. You the guy that he didn't. You didn't get a scholarship. You wasn't highly recruited, and you want to make the team. And you want to get seen. The way you go about doing that is you go at the you go at those top five guys. You go hard in in practice. You go hard. You know. At all times, you you miss that. Now I think you might get it when you go overseas, but I just don't think you get it at at San Francisco's Nike PBX. <laughs> What's the update on the score at the game? <laughs> right. What's right. the update on the score at the game? 
Uh, right now it's 3-1 Sandy Creek still up. And what inning is Bases it? Bases loaded, oh. top of the six, oh, one out, bases loaded. And we're going, what, what do we got? We got a 2-2 pitch coming up right here. And uh, let's see what happens. Oh, she's sending that one to outfield. And oh, yeah. it drops in the gap. Oh, she brings bases. in one. Yep. <laughs> she brings in two. <laughs> she brings in three runs. Three right. runs. <laughs> 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 and just like that, it's a six-one game, yeah, guys. I think it. Sandy Creek has this one in you the bag. You can go ahead and pack it on up, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so guys, that's really all I got this week. Sounds good. We appreciate right, you, man. Let and, everybody uh, know how they th- can hey, find once you. Once again, thanks for allowing me to, uh, you know, hook you guys up with this info each week. Oh, you know what? I'm lying. One more thing. I can't. I can't leave out, and I'll, I'll let you guys chomp the bid on this one because it's more on the college football level, but UGA did get a commitment this weekend from the number six running back in the country, Kendall uh, Milton out of, out of Buchanan High School. So, Isn't I know it? that's something you guys are going to want to yeah. talk about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he's out of, I don't know how much think he's out of California or Fresno or uh, New Mexico. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, Buchanan High School out of California. California, okay, yeah. So, yeah. That's why, because Fresno, Fresno State was trying to get him because basically it was in their backyard. And, uh, right, exactly. And uh, he decided to come come east. All the way across well, the Kirby should understand country. that now. He was losing cats on his backyard to Clemson for the last two yeah, years. Yeah, but your backyard is different than across country. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, 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 you yeah. can't yeah. lose yeah. stuff and in your and backyard. The, the, the key, the thing about this commitment, if Georgia can, if all these guys that have committed for 2020 actually stay, stay true to it, then – uh, they're going to have the top recruiting. They currently have the top recruiting class mm-hmm. uh, right now. So if it stays that way, man, I mean, Kirby, he's bringing the recruits in. The question is, can he turn that into a championship? He will have to. He got to. I, and I, that's, <laughs> that is the million-dollar question. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know, right. I, know, I, I know the school is probably going to ride them out for two or three or four years, but I still got the question, if they go through what they did last year and they can get there and still don't win it, like, how much of this is really going to be on Kirby's psyche? Like how much is right. he, how much is he always going to be coaching the, the the ghost of the past? You know what I mean? And so right, exactly. That, that's 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 my concern for Kirby. I'm not worrying about the players and whatnot, but the coaching staff is. But these are only verbal commits right now, so anything can change. Correct. You know, at some point, uh, a running back here in Georgia might say, "Hey, I'm coming," and he looks good, and you know. The one exactly. from California and, then is that, like, and then the California boy well, decides, well, yeah. all right, well, let run, me find somewhere else. Yeah, I, ain't, exactly. I, ain't, I ain't worried about running backs. Who they quarterback? From. Yeah. From is back. From is back. Yeah, from is back. Because, man, remember, we lost uh, the other kid. He decided to go to Washington State. Yeah. 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 That's who that's – yeah. Uh, and Fields went to Ohio State. Right. So, yeah, one at the end. Both the backups left. So, uh, I think the issue is actually going to be – that up. next quarterback. Yep, yeah. exactly. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's sad, but you've got to have two quarterbacks in a system now. you got to. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You have to. For, this is, this so is the big leagues. For so this many the big leagues. The wear and tear, the big, you know, and, and injuries happen. And, you know, it, for for so many reasons, you got to have two. So, yeah. um, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Definitely, guys. I appreciate well, you, brother. Let everybody know uh, how no they can problem, reach man. you. Oh, did I lose you guys? No, how, how can we find you? Let everybody, everybody know how we can find right. you. That's right. Uh, Instagram, uh, Prep Sports Nation underscore Twitter, PS underscore Nation underscore. And, of course, you can uh, 
check out the website and YouTube, PressForceNation.net, and just press Force Nation, man. All you got to do is put it in your Google search, man, and we pop on up. Sounds great. Talk to you next week, man. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. All right. Yeah, I see uh, Georgia, you got – and, I mean, anybody. Anybody won a championship run, obviously the polls came out. Uh, Clemson was number one, Alabama two, Georgia three, and what was it? Ohio State four. Oh, Oklahoma four. Ohio State five. That's your top five. So I ain't worrying about Ohio State or Oklahoma. You're not worried about the Ohio State University? Nah. Unfortunately, they don't – I mean, when I say they don't play anybody, it's not that. It's just a different kind of competition. So, um, and 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 I was worried about Clemson not really playing nobody, but they he, they proved that wrong. Well, they have the easiest schedule yeah. of anybody in the top five. Top five. I think yeah. they the only ranked team that they play. They only have one ranked team. I can't yeah, remember who ACC, it is now. ACC is garbage, but you 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 could at least depend on Florida State and and you know. Yeah, Florida State is taking a huge. And then, then, hit. then you also have Florida in the rivalry. You know, they got they, not Florida. That's when Florida play Florida State. But um, you would figure sometimes South Carolina would have a, a, a strong enough team. So you had a couple of games that Clemson would play out of conference. You know, that would match up, give them a little bit of. Um, I mean, Florida State is decent. Anyway, they, they got a ways to go before they get. But there. I mean, depends on where that game is, though. Yeah. Oh, it, it, Clemson got them at home, so that'll be a while. They got Texas A&M. Clemson okay. plays Texas A&M, but they got them at home. So, they they good. What time in the death at night? 3.30. I mean, that's, I mean, granted, it's still at home, but sometimes. You don't want to play, play them night at night. Nah, I don't play them night. I don't play them night games. So, they are, right now, they don't have a they ranked running team. running down, rubbing that darn rock. <laughs> <laughs> They do, of course, South Carolina in the year. We don't know what South Carolina will be. be. They got but I think Texas. Will you Bryce this year? I think so. Okay. Yes, it's in South Carolina. Okay. So, yeah, outside of the Texas A&M game, which is at home. All their tough games are at, at home. home. The only road games are Syracuse, which you never know what could happen then, with yeah, Syracuse. Yeah. In that, Syracuse got, in the them, got them a couple years ago. Yeah. They gave them a real good scare. Uh, oh, no, they won that one. They won, yeah. Um, you got UNC on the road, Louisville on the road. And that's it. So yeah. yeah, and Louisville is not where they at. They, you know that they've fallen off. They, they in the rebuilding stage. So, um, yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's sunshine back to back. <laughs> now, the one thing they could face Miami, who's been one of the better teams in the coastal side in the still, championship game. But, you know, so you still got you got you trust uh you trust Rick? No, he's not there. I mean, oh, he's right. just the um, consultant not, now. He's not. Um, not on staff. Well, so the question marks, I don't know who the coach is. You got to give him time to let's see what he winds up doing. He was, was the, um, correct me if I'm wrong, defensive coordinator? Yeah, yeah. But I'm he was saying, the defensive coordinator. But we already knew it was Mark Rick, and it was going to oh, be a yeah, big we, game. Yeah, we, yeah. was going. <laughs> is it Riaz is his name, I yeah, think? I but so, he's yeah, brought yeah. back, because he, he was one of the ones that was instrumental in bringing the but chain back, yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. So the defense should be. Back again, but he's going to be a one-sided coach. we got to see what they do on the, the offensive, offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be the determining factor for for them. I, I Alabama should be in the mix because Saban doesn't like to lose a championship game, especially get embarrassed. Yeah, no, yeah. He got embarrassed. embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Embarrassed. He beat the brakes off them. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. Right. I expected a close game. That was totally embarrassing. And they kind of ran the score up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
They called off the dogs at one point. That's the scary part. It could have been about 60 points. They kind of they kind of ran it up in that second quarter going to the third. <laughs> They're running it up. <laughs> so That's a shame. Uh, NASCAR, your boy Chase Elliott went back-to-back at Watkins Glen. Uh, he won earlier this year, so now he is – more than official and ready to go for the playoffs to come up in what two weeks now? Two weeks, yeah. Where's your boy weeks. at? See, why you? That's all we gotta talk about. Where your boy at? Why are you worried about where he was? It's important. It was, who would the play? If the playoffs started today, he in there. He in, he <laughs> he in there. He That's in all there. that matter. He in there. JJ but, Jimmy Johnson. For those who don't know, <laughs> is he in or he's he in. Out? He in. Where he at? Sixteen. Woo! Got two weeks to go. <laughs> Can't have no wreck, no whammies. <laughs> no whammies, JJ, no whammies. He'll be fine. Now, he did get into it with Ryan Blaney, who I think it was about 30 laps to go into the race. Um, caused him to crash. They had a little words afterwards. Well, JJ said we- that uh, he went up to Blaney. He was nervous and quivering, but it didn't look like it just on the video. You couldn't hear the audio, but... Little like Blaney stood his ground. So, but we said I mean, last week though, Blaney last is not a person who normally is a dirty person. So, yeah. but we said these last three races are gonna be a lot more chippiness, a lot more bumping, you know, rubbing tires because you got a whole lot of guys that are if they in, they barely in, and they barely. out, they barely out, and then one wreck affects everything. So. You know, one stage, so you're gonna get, you're gonna. You, I'm not surprised. We said what's gonna happen, and 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 true to form, it happened. So you're gonna get, you're gonna get drivers, kind of having some words. And JJ wants to get in. You need to get in because I got the smoke for him. Cause I know you ain't gonna <laughs> give it to him. I, I will. Hey, hey. If I gave Serena and Tiger the smoke, I, 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 I got it, it to Jimmy. I got it built up <laughs> <laughs> like a clogged car- carburetor. Oh, oh, I got it for him. <laughs> but but the thing is, he was racing fairly well. And, of course, now is when solidifies you getting into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now you have to be concerned as the people above you in the playoff race, how are they doing, and try and finish better than them to make sure you have enough points to make it into the playoffs. Yeah. And, of course, for those who don't know, what last last week he changed his crew chief. Yeah. So that desperate, but desperate that's move. like changing coaches. Desperate move. In, in football or basketball. And – it it takes some adjustment. Now they do have some familiarity because well, he's been with them before. Well, benching, benching, benching the player right before a playoff run or in the playoffs. Yeah, so it's going to take an adjustment period. But he's had one of the fastest cars the last three weeks. It just hasn't translated into a victory, and I think that's what led to the mm-hmm. need to make a change. When you got a fast car and you know it, it's it's the little things with the with the crew chief of. You know, tires, I think that was uh, one of Blaney's remarks uh, afterwards yesterday. He was saying that, well, he shouldn't have uh, stopped and pitted because he had bad tires where they were low, and that's what really caused him to, to crash. Like, he he gave him a, about a uh, an inch and a half. Blaney tried to take it, but if you got bad tires, can't hold. Uh, you can't hold it. Go right up. Exactly. So... I look for JJ to bounce back. He gonna win one of the next two races. Think so? Yeah. I think he might. If he get in, gonna be because of points, but he ain't gonna win no race. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't gonna win in. no race. He's getting in. Okay. Uh, so once again at Watkins Glen International, you had Chase the winner. Martin Truex Jr. came in second. Denny Hamlin third. 
fourth was Eric Jones, fifth, Ryan Blaney, sixth, Matt Dianvedetto, seven, your boy Kevin Harvick, eight, Kyle Larson, nine, Kazlowski. The Bush boys went back to back at 10 and 11, Kurt and Kyle. And Amic Amarillo, 12th, 13th was Chris Buescher, 14th, Alex Bowman, 15th, cousin Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 16th, Michael McDowell. All right. So the standings right now. Number one, Kyle Bush. If the playoffs were to start today, mm-hmm. Kyle Bush one, Joey Logano two, Kevin Harvick three, four, Denny Hamlin five, Martin Truex Jr. six, Kislowski seven, Kurt Busch eight, is Chase nine, is Eric ten, Blaney eleven, Bowman twelve, Byron thirteen, Jones fourteen, Lawson fifteen, Boyer, and hanging on at the sixteenth spot in the playoffs. If it were to start today. <laughs> Mr. Jimmy Johnson. You got two more races to go, JJ. <laughs> you got two more to go. You need to be at 15. Nah, that he, last race. You need to be at 14. least 14. Just in case something happens. Hey, this is DNA Sports Talk. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got some football to discuss. Right here on 1100 AM. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Tune in now. You can tune into this radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone, Android, Blackberry, Nokia, Samsung, Windows phones, or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy from over 70,000 radio stations around the world, including this Beasley Broadcast Group station. Check it out at TuneIn.com or your app store. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Orleans style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, you have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. 
to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. <laughs> oh, our engineer pulled a slick with this time. <laughs> I didn't see that beat coming. <laughs> hey, this is DNA Sports Talk. We bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say something once again. 4 We're also live on Periscope and Facebook. Forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, once again, if you need the toll-free number, 888-926-7562. As we discuss the NFL, a lot is being talked about in the great state of Texas, especially in Dallas. Uh, Alfred Morris agrees to resign because your boy Zeke is holding out, trying to secure the bag at this point. Oh, you worried him about him not being in game one? I think he plays game one. Exactly. They gonna get it done. Exactly. <laughs> part of this is the money, and part of this, so I ain't gotta be. I ain't gotta be bothered with OTAs and Thank all that you. stuff. It's, exactly. It's, <laughs> because he's been the leading rusher two of the last three years, and if he didn't get suspended for six games, he would have done it three yeah. straight years. Yeah. So that's where and Terry and. This, I mean, this is his one contract to to get his money. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he is on contract for till two more years, but he wants to go ahead and renew the contract yeah. and get his money because after five years of them wearing you out, yeah, you're, you're going to be devalued. They're already devaluing the running back yeah, position if you, if anyway. You can't look at Le- Le'Veon Bell. Exactly. Got better hands than him. Much better. And was just just as important to the – Steelers for a longer period of time. He was more so important, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, if he didn't get his money, he had to go somewhere else and get it. Um, Elliot ain't no different. You know what I mean? So, um, Do you have a problem with him being down in Cabo right now? No. They're trying to make a big deal out of that. They didn't make a a big deal out of uh, their boy being down there in Cabo before the playoff game when he was a quarterback. Romo. Romo. So, I have no no problem with running back. There's certain positions I have no problem with you – like the quarterback, it's a different ball game. Middle linebacker, different ball game. But tight end, running back, I might even have a problem with wide receivers down there because you kind of need to be in tune with the quarterback if you're number one wide receiver. Right, receiver. If you're number one, you know what I mean. But running back, no. And he knows the offense. I mean, not much has changed. It's on one right. Run. They got, right. He run the ball. Run. Hit the A gap. Right. Hit the B gap. Hit the and C that's gap. It. This is not hard. <laughs> no, nah, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I, I do not think he's going to get the money that he wants because the position has been devalued. And I think Jerry Jones has drawn a line in the sand, too, of saying, hey, I'm going to pay you, but I'm not paying you right now. Right now. So like I said, because part- it's two years still left on there. That's We're going to take care of you, but not right now. Like we'll, we'll, we'll give you the money, but not what you're expecting. Maybe you backload some mm-hmm. of it. I just feel part of it is the money and part of it because I don't need to show up and I don't be bothered with these long, hot days in in August that for some players is, is not, for some positions is not necessary. But it's championship or bust for them, I think. Two years. Uh, when is it not? No, yet? because you got to think about this. You got Dak, right? You got a Cooper. And you got um, Zeke. Went, went That's your three-headed monster, you right? Got you got a defense, too. You got a defense. But your three-headed monster that you have to have signed are those three. Yeah. And you got to try and get a championship when you got them under small contracts. Mm-hmm. I get it. Because no, I 
it, like with now, it's hard to have them re-signed. This when... is this is probably their this is probably their best team since that team that since uh, Emmett and no, 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 Michael Irvin. No, I'm gonna say that that team that got robbed of the no catch was 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 a legit team. That the yeah um, okay and 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 that's and so and then after that that the, the next two or three teams weren't as good as that team. This is probably going into this season probably their best team since that that loss that in, in, in Green Bay. For on paper right now and, on paper right and you got to also look at what's going on in the in the NFC East. Uh, Philly, Philly Wentz is back. We'll see. He back, but I. I'm putting my money on him. Not there ain't no safety. There's no there's no safety belt for them because they let the backup go. So, are you sure Wentz gonna be there the full 16 games? I don't know. Cause I got the last three years that he hasn't been. So I'm going on with recent history. He gonna miss some games. Um, you know what you got down in in DC? Uh, a rookie quarterback that everybody's gonna be screaming for him to start playing, especially yeah. if they come out and they start off like one and three. You know so. Rookie quarterback, and then who else is there? The Giants. They pretty much they in the yeah. So I mean, they rebuilding. No one, no one jumps is jumping off the paper that says it's they, a two team race. Philly and, and the Cowboys, yeah. and so ten and six. But we'll get more into that. We because I we said we we're gonna start breaking down the divisions. NFC South. And so we're doing the NFC South and the AFC South. So we'll go AFC South first. We well, you're gonna break down the AFC West since. Uh, uh, oh, you go to the champ, the, the, the champs, the champs are last, champs are last, AFC, yeah. AFC East. So I'm saying you want to go with the AFC South West, and NFC North since they played in the Hall of Fame game. Oh, we go West, okay. okay that's what I'm saying. Since, go AFC you had West. Denver, you had Atlanta, right? Okay, okay, AFC West. So you have uh, last year was a tie at the top, Kansas City and the Chargers both 12 and 4. Kansas City had the head to head, Denver came in at 6 and 10, and the Raiders were 4 and 12. Obviously, this year, Oakland added a lot of pieces on hard knocks. Antonio Brown, I think I heard something today. He came up gimpy doing practice today, but yeah. that could be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's funny, whatever, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Denver, we got to see what they do at the quarterback position. Yeah. I'm, I'm, for those, I'm going. And then for the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, uh, the MVP, is back through for, what, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. Uh, all his weapons, Tyreek Hill, will be playing. Like, so I paid off a DA <laughs> <laughs> to get Tyreek. Listen, man, I, I don't know how you don't. I don't know how you don't get any suspension. And then the Chargers were a surprise last year. They were consistently twelve and four. It's not like normally where they start off zero and four. Yeah, yeah, and they then run get, off 12, twelve. Yeah, straight. yeah, yeah. Or one and one and three, one and seven. Right, and, and then, then they run the last eight to get you know to be a wild card or whatever. Yeah, they were a solid team throughout. And they have kind of a similar issue with um uh, with Melvin their, Gordon. With Melvin Gordon, he wants his money now. Now he wants to be traded. So I, with all that being I said, I think that's I, just. I don't think he really wants to be traded. That's just I'm unhappy. Pay me. And really, I think Gordon probably deserves his money more than. And when I say this, more than Zeke, just because well, they both probably about equal. Because you look at Philip Rivers, and the reason why I'm saying this probably more than Zeke is look at the quarterbacks. Dak on paper is obviously younger, so if I'm the Cowboys, I can say, you know what, I can put more stock in a younger quarterback. I'm gonna have him for your. And if, if that's Dak, your quarterback for the, for the future, future. if Dak progresses or whatever, so I'm putting my money there. Whereas in San Diego, Philip Rivers. Rivers is at the end of his career. He got two beers. But I'm saying, but it, it, let's just say 
I give him a solid two years. What? But what do you need for a rookie quarterback? You need a running back. And I'd rather have a veteran running back already locked away for that time, for that transition from from Rivers to whoever to they whatever. go with. And that's the reason why I'm saying that Gordon, to me, is in a better position to fight for his money because of the age of Phillip Rivers. And when's the last time San Diego's been relevant like this when you're talking about them actually winning the West and having a chance to go to the Super Bowl? So, mm. you know, do you want to – if I'm the Chargers, do I want to hold back and, 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 and have this fight over a few dollars, or do I want to maximize the opportunity, keep the locker room together, make sure everybody got their money, and make a real strong run for I, a, a I, chip? Well, you you got to go all in with this because, again, you had a great year last year, and you were tied with the team that went to the AFC Championship game. And if you didn't get jacked up with, your, with the – like, they schedule it going – they schedule it – Back having, and forth across and, the country. And having to play New England 1 o'clock, which is basically 9.30 their time the for that wild card game. You know what I mean? They, you, you you got the, the, the short end of the stick. Right. So. I, I like – so I'm going to go with Kansas City winning the division again. I just think everybody back. And I understand most of the time you have a sophomore slump. But he just got too many weapons around him to have and Andy Reid a sophomore slump, an uh, uh, offensive genius. Because McNabb didn't have a sophomore slump with him. <laughs> he so. he revitalized Michael Vick <laughs> for a season. We haven't played in like two years when he came to Philadelphia. So Andy Reid is that he can guy. Get the best out of all. Uh, exactly. He's talking about a quarterback whisper. And you probably got the best tight end in the game in Kelsey. What, top two. It's either him and my. Oh, talking about um, yes, him and then uh, Ertz in Philadelphia. Yeah. So, I, I say Kelsey won. Kelsey won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, for a second, I was thinking Kelsey was yeah. in Philly, but not. Kelsey won, Ertz too. So With all of that and a revamped defense, I look for them to be the same again, 12 and 4. Yeah. And I, and I look for the Chargers to be. 11 and 5. 10 and 6. I was going to say if, 10 and 6. If, if they, they don't, don't get, get Gordon. They don't get Gordon happy. It's t- I think it's that, 10 and 6. That, 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 that ripples through the, through the locker room. You got to have you gotta have a three-headed. You got to have a big three. Mm-hmm. And you can have a great quarterback, but if you can't run the ball, that puts pressure on him to throw it. And if you don't have a good wide receiver, then you can put eight in the box and stop the run. Yeah. So, and then gotta if you don't have a good quarterback, you don't have anybody to get a ball to. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you got to have three of those. And I think the Chargers have that if um, Gordon is playing. I'm, I'm putting it all on management. So, I want, like I said, I really want to go San Diego. Uh, San Diego than Kansas City, but again, since they having this, actually, I think I think Gordon is more important at right now at this stage as the running back to get signed than Ezekiel. Than Ezekiel. Gets Plus two, Ezekiel has to know that his his trouble pass is catching up. We ain't, it's we catching ain't, up. We ain't heard nothing about Gordon. Gordon, you know what I mean? Has out of Wisconsin done everything Not supposed to right, no problem, no whatever. Pay that man his money. Yeah, because with Zeke, you got a feeling that. And it's it's his own doing. Yeah. You can't you can't be continually going to see the principal's office. Yeah, you yeah. can't keep going to see Roger Goodell yeah, yeah. and missing two games, mm-hmm. or we having four games and you got to peel it down to two, two games. Yeah, yeah. So, I can't pay you max money if when, there's a possibility you're going to miss games. So that's the only reason why maybe him being a cop would be a problem because you stay out of trouble. You know what I mean? But I, I, outside of that, I don't well, have... there was a report that the Cowboys covered up one of his incidents. So, I, so I, I say that to say, 
we know about the ones that have been in the paper or on the media, but how many more that, we don't know. that yeah. have been swept under the rug? Gotcha. And yeah. I, that gives leverage to Jerry Jones, which mm-hmm. is why he can draw a hard line in the that. sand and say, this is what I'm going to give you. That's why I'm saying Gordon is in a better position to ask for money than Zeke. But, I mean, it's not like it's not like the Cowboys can't say no to Zeke because you need him if you're going to make this championship yeah, you don't run. Wanna, you don't want to run into that Emmitt Smith v. Owen Right. And know, then he come back. Then he come back, yeah. Uh, what you got Denver this year? What uh, what is there? Flacco is the quarterback, possibly. Uh, seven and nine, eight and eight. Okay, from six and ten, give him a win or two. Uh-huh. I'll go. I think the West will be one of the tougher divisions. But that, that must mean you got Oakland being five and eleven, six and ten from their three and thirteen. They were four and twelve. Four I got them okay. at. You got them two more games. Uh, one more. One more. I go five and eleven. Okay. One more. Because I think at some point they're going to be dysfunctional. <laughs> it's just going to happen <laughs> at some point during the year, and I think it will be early in the year, maybe in the first four games. Something is going to happen. Well, who does the who does the uh, AFC West play? They they cross. Who they cross? Uh, I th- let me see. Look like the AFC West play in the NFC South. Ooh, that'll be tough. Because that's another division with solid quarterbacks from top to bottom, uh, minus Tampa Bay. But you know, across the board, those are tough games. So I would like to, if that's the case, oh, I might change my prediction on <laughs> on how many games the Oakland Raiders get. But I'll, I, I'll I'll give because if I'm not mistaken, Oakland doesn't see home for seven straight weeks. And one of them, one of them trips is, I think, to London. But they don't see home for seven straight weeks. That's not good. So, no, the, the cross. They ain't winning the, but two of those. <laughs> the cross is the NFC North. I mean, yeah, NFC North. NFC North. Okay. Yeah, so that's Chicago. Well, that's still ain't no slack. That's still ain't no. Chicago, Green Bay, Green Bay Detroit, Minnesota. and Minnesota. Three of them four teams was in the playoffs. Right. Take it back. They might get one. <laughs> so you know what I mean. So Oakland, mm. Oakland was four and twelve last year. Four and twelve. They'll be four and twelve this year. <laughs> and, that and sounds about right. So yeah, I'll give the extra game to Denver. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say everybody everybody's a game less. So you got Kansas City eleven and five. I got everybody a game less. I, I still got Kansas City twenty four. Okay. I go the charge. I said ten and six. I go Denver. They were six and so ten. Got, I say they eight and eight. So you got the Chargers two game less. Two games less, correct. I'm going everybody game less. I'm going eleven and five, Kansas City, because it's still he's not going to have a sophomore slump like we thinking, like some do, because it's Andy Reid. But now I got a full season. You know what I mean? Now no, I, I agree. now I know what I need to do. So, um, but the way he and, improvises though, and I that's also, hard. And I also don't know how fast that new defense because they lost a lot of pieces. The defense is going to jail. You know, it takes the defense probably a couple. We always say the first three, the first quarter of the season, the first four games. Is is on more is more on the offense to it's win more games. On the defense to win the game because the offense takes time to get rhythm, but everybody's back. Yeah. I I, I kind of think it takes. Well, for them, they have new pieces. So on the defense, on the yeah, defense, on the defense side. So I, I'm I'm gonna go everybody a game less in the AFC West. Uh, NFC West. Well, I'll keep the Raiders at four and twelve. NFC West. The Rams won that division at thirteen and three. Seattle Seahawks came in at ten and six. 49ers were four and twelve, and Arizona Cardinals were three and thirteen. 
course, the Arizona Cardinals have Kyler Murray, who, according to reports, is doing very well at practice. But again, that's practice. In the world of in the world of <laughs> Allen Iverson, <laughs> talking about practice. <laughs> uh, He'll be teamed up with Larry Fitzgerald once again, who I think will help him, will be a huge yeah, yeah, help yeah. for him, even at Fitzgerald's age. Well, Fitzgerald's going to be where he's supposed to be. Right. When it comes to route running, making sure you want to release the ball, he's going to be where he's supposed to be. He's not going to be any. Uh, so, I don't see a three. I give them one more game. Okay. I'll say four and 12. So, who does the NFC West play? Um, let me see. Now, looking at. The San Francisco 49ers, this is the year that they have to make a move. They cannot be 4-12. and 12. I understand this is um, your boy's second year as head coach. But it's not not even that. This is when you're going to get Garoppolo Islands back. He's he been out for a whole year. with a, a, You know what I mean? How, how much you really going to see? I, I, think, I, think, I think the injury bought them one more year. Okay. So they their cross will be the AFC North. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and who did I miss? Steelers. Cincinnati. And Steelers. No, you said Pittsburgh. C- Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Thank you. Correct. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. That's that, a tough division. I mean, it's, it's a gritty division, but, I mean, really. It's hard nose. The Ravens, second year, second first full year quarterback with the. Lamar J- Jackson. With Jackson. Cincinnati, you know they're in a the rebuilding year. Matter of fact, they just had a scare with um with uh, Green. Green. So I mean, they really a two man two man band. Right. Um, Steelers the, should be the Steelers loaded. has the division locked, and then obviously the Browns will look good on paper. On but paper. I gotta we we all gotta, gotta see, it, see see it happen. So that's to me for the for the NFC uh, West. You know those those are all. Those are all winnable games. It the depends on where the games are. Yeah, those, yeah, those are. But those are, if whoever gets the AFC North late in the season, I feel bad for them because then you got the West Coast teams going to to, to cold to cold to, weather. To, to cold weather. Um, but you know, I go I go Ram, I go Rams again winning the division. Um, At what? Eleven and five. Okay. Seahawks ten and six again. Forty Niners. I go eight and eight. They got to. I go eight they and eight. They have to. I, I go eight and eight. I went, you know, se- seven and nine still won't I'll, be won't be a classic. I just don't know what how he's going to respond from 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 the injury. And then um, the Cardinals, what were they last year? Three and thirteen. Maybe four and twelve. Yeah, I give them one more win, four and twelve. Or they might sneak one out and be five and eleven. If they wind up five and eleven, because that's because they wind up beating San Fran. <laughs> Either wind up being San Fran twice, seven, you know what I mean. So. Instead of four and twelve, I got them seven and nine. I got the Seahawks nine and seven. Okay, and I got the Rams twelve and four. Twelve and four. I got them at eleven and five. I got them twelve. And four. The, my my big question about the Rams is: Can Sean McVay do it again? No. Can it, he run that offense is, and is, call those plays? How, how healthy? How truly healthy is Todd Gurley? Is Todd Gurley? Well, and he got a big payout. Yeah, but he, how how truly healthy is he? Yeah, and cause because you can't expect CJ Hansen because to carry that load like yeah, he did. Because Gurley was really on that trajectory like Levy and Bell. I was gonna be able to give you twelve hundred yards at the backfield, but I also got hands in that in that that offense that McVay runs. The 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 wide the running back is uh uh wide receiver point eight. You know what I mean? Right. He, he, so, um, but if Gurley's not not a hundred percent healthy, or they gonna take it easy with him and. 
and, and, and bring him up throughout the season and hopefully be fresh around the playoffs or whatever, then I'm going 11-5. and five. How you feel about Michael Thomas being the highest paid wide receiver? Five years, $100 million. Dummies. You think the Saints messed up by doing that? Does he drop balls? No. Does he, does, does he catch balls beyond 15 yards? Yes. Yes. He does. Open balls? Like, is he is he open or is it because... He doesn't drop any. I know, but is, is, is it because Breeze is, is threading the needle and getting it in? I, 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 I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Sometimes you pay a wide receiver, or any, you know, any position, but is he going to make the next quarterback better? Fitzgerald, we know. You well, know what I mean? That's a that's a uh uh, uh you green, compare, green, you're comparing green. you comparing good players to Hall of Famers. That's what he getting Hall of Fame yes. money? He, he's getting, that's not Hall of Fame money. That's the going yeah, price. That's Hall of Fame that's money. For that's a wide, the going for price. A wide receiver. That's, that's Hall of Fame price. money. And that's Hall of Fame pay for that's no, going price. Hall of Fame correction. That's a going price for the highest paid receiver, which he 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 should. Well, do. we we know Julio just sitting back like y'all keep getting this money because I'm getting fifteen to twenty million on top of whatever the last price is. I'm just I'm just saying right now when you look at a wide receiver and you tell me how good he is, sometimes you can tell how good he is because he never had a quarterback, i.e. Hopkins. Hopkins. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, or you look but at but it's unfair for Hopkins because he got paid what two years yeah, ago. Yeah. So again, but the going rate now. I'm just is saying this. when we talked about all these players. I ain't never heard nobody say, my man in New Orleans. Never. And I, I'm not, I'm glad he got his bag, but I'm just never hearing his name until this last year and a half. So you paying him on two years? Well, every, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction for New Orleans. And again, I'm, I'm asking, how long, how long do you have Drew Brees? So when Drew Brees is gone maybe next year, is he that wide receiver that's going to make the quarterback better? That's I the kind you. of money they paying him, saying that he's going to make the next the next quarterback better. I got you. That's why I'm saying no. I, I don't. I don't agree. We'll see what happens. Um, shout out to the Bills uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer Joe D, who is part of the Fame Electric Company. Had a chance to speak with him uh, during the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Their play sixty for sixty. He told me to watch out for the Denver Broncos uh, O line because they're being coached by someone who played that position. And so if you're doing fantasy, well, you I might want to pick up back. a running back yeah, no, they're, from they're, Denver. No, they are running back <laughs> last year. He did great last year. He, you know, he was the undrafted guy out of Colorado. You know, he, But it made me think about how many position coaches actually played that position. Yeah. And normally those coaches do a better job because they know the ins and outs of Well, it. maybe, you know, I mean, those years they had Terrell Davis. Everybody want to scream about, you know, about um, Elway and, you know, all that. Those two years, they won a Super Bowl back-to-back. Terrell was getting almost two grand on the ground. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. running that zone blocking scheme. Now, <laughs> you're looking at the back-to-the-Hall of Fame game. The Denver Broncos won that game, 14-10 over the hometown Atlanta Falcons. Uh, what's the – I forgot the quarterback's name already. Um, Kurt – No. What's his name? He came in and played good. Uh, Kurt Binker. Uh, he um, left about the third quarter with a toe injury, and then they had to put Matt Shaw back in the game. <laughs> I I see right now that Kurt is going to be the second uh, quarterback on the death chart. 
I because see that now. I, I mean, Sharp had like five yard outs and ten yard outs that went into the ground. I, I'm like, I, I see right now. We need to look at our trainer because every time I turn around, somebody getting hurt. <laughs> so I need to look at the medical staff. What are y'all doing up there, Flowery Branch? Branch. What do you know? Y'all, y'all need these smoothies, these green smoothies. <laughs> like, what do we need to make sure these guys stay healthy? It was just a minor toe injury. He did have a boot on after the game in the in the locker room, but it didn't seem like anything serious. So I mean, we'll I know a lot of stuff is precaution. I, I get it, but it's I'm, just, I'm just, come on, man. We, we got to, <laughs> come on. But congratulations to all the Hall of Famers that that uh, went in this year. Kevin Mawai, Champ Bailey, uh, Ed Reed, uh, Gil Brandt, Pat Bowling, who passed away, who was the owner for the Broncos, Ty Law, Johnny Robinson. How did, uh, how did what did Tony Tony going, Gonzalez? What, how, what did Tony go in as a, he going as a chief? He, he went, went as, as a chief because he yeah. only spent five. He spent twelve years with the Chiefs, yeah. five years with the Falcons. Falcons. So nah, he yeah. went in, yeah. and uh, it was funny. Uh, shout out to ninety eight, Rock ninety eight in Baltimore. Um, they were there to cover Ed Reed and mm-hmm. was asking about Tony Gonzalez. Should he have gone in as a Kansas City Chief? I'm like, yeah, that's where you spent most of your time. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're split, you can kind of decide which one well, you, you went to. you got three teams in there. Like, Dion had like three <laughs> teams. Dion had Fal- four teams. They had the Falcons, the Cowboys. The Niners. The Niners. And somebody else, didn't he? Was it three teams? Three teams. I thought he went somewhere. Uh, but so he, he decided to go with the uh, Falcons. With the, yeah, because that's where he started his career. So. Where he started his career, right. But all the records that were broken – for the greatest tight end ever, he did it he, when he was in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, so Atlanta had that to hang their hat on, even though they don't. They only have three players in the Hall of Fame. I want to say, but uh, Dion, I can't remember the other two right now. Now, now what I what I what I learned what I learned is uh, when you gonna talk engineer talking to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so what I learned that was interesting is you got this small time small town out of uh, Pennsylvania where Ty Law is from. They got like three guys in the Hall of Fame. You got Dick of him and um and oh my goodness, man, I can't remember the other guy. Uh, yeah. So you got three three, three guys, guys in the Hall of Fame out of this small town of nine thousand. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like what what's in the water down there for football? Like Hey, there's something down there. They they breed them. Three. They breed them. You know, you get two, maybe like uh, a dead clock right twice a day. This third one now, I'm starting looking to see. Is a I still a, a, but uh, it's the work ethic though. I think uh, Quip, who was it? Quip, Pennsylvania, I believe is the name of the town. Oh, it was Kevin Mawai. He was saying that he studied film, uh, especially tendencies and everything. And him and Ed Reed were talking back and forth, and he said that's the difference of very good and great players who are Hall of Famers. They study those small things. Every was talking about he could look at alignments and see if their feet were flat, mm-hmm. if they were up, yeah. and giving tendencies away. Giving tendencies away. Mm-hmm. And he said the hardest thing they were both talking to each other was if you had somebody who was great on the other side who to was, disguise those tendencies. Give it up. Yeah. And um, the walking machine was Gil Brandt. Uh, he was former uh, statistics and um, scout for the Cowboys for years. I, they asked him a question about, like, what do you remember about Ty Law? He said he brought up the three interceptions he had against the Patriots. He rattled off what he did in the Super Bowl. They asked him about Ed Reed. He How much said, tape he had? No, I'm missing time. No, <laughs> I mean, Gil Brandt, his mind, he could remember plays and situations and everything. And he said the best thing that ever happened to him was Jerry Jones fired him. 
and then that allowed him. He's the one who actually started the statistics being kept yeah. on players on com- tracking them. On computers and stuff on like computers, that. On computers, yeah. right. So uh, way ahead of his time on that. Ty Law talked about the Patriot way. It started with him, Willie McGinnis, and that crew. And he said they taught Tom Brady that, that you do the little thing. And then how Tom has taken it forward and did he, to show did, the did, other he, did he admit to uh, to the fumble to the fumble or the tuck rule? <laughs> you know he wouldn't admit to that. I know. I, I just I, you can't admit I, to that. I, I, I know. I'm mess. I'm messing. I mean, congratulations, <laughs> Tyler. I'm, I'm messing with. I'm not really messing with the camera stuff, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. But the tuck rule and the only reason why that is so important because it it, it really it changed, changed everything. It, it did. changed history. They lose that game. Who, who's to say? The Patriots stay the way they are. Who's to say they don't? Because remember, Tom Brady was coming in for Bledsoe. Bledsoe. They might go back to Bledsoe. Exactly. Who you know? You who, don't know. Who, who says what happens? Um, who says what happens to the Raiders? You know what I mean? It might be a few more years before New, if New England stays the same. But the the Raiders don't change. You know what I mean? The Raiders go on a a two or three year dominant run and they just reload and keep whatever. So right. that that one play changes. Everything changes everything. Right. Uh, shout out to Devontae Jackson, running back for the Denver Broncos, undrafted free agent. We had him here on the show back in April, right before the draft. It was good to see him and catch up with him. And, again, if that offensive line is where it is, he could have a shot to make the 53-man roster. Yeah, yeah. So you we'll got to have a double-headed – nowadays you got to have two backs. So, you know, yeah. no, well, maybe three backs. But I'm talking <laughs> three about back. you're definitely going to use two you know, on a regular basis, your main back, and you're going to have someone to, 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 to give him a breathing. Um, David Baker, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, made the announcement that since this is the 100th year of the NFL, instead of having seven to eight inductees, they're going to have 20 next year. So there'll be um, three coaches, two contributors, ten players that are up, and then five that were they call from their senior group, which is how Johnny Robinson got in. After like twenty five years, you don't get in. They go back and revisit. I was and just see. about to say, unfortunately, I'm like, so who's on the, you know, who's there's a selection to, committee. Who's getting, and, no, who's getting close to not being here to, you know, smell the roses. To smell the roses. Why they still alive? I mean, I'm not trying to make light of that. that just, right. Just but they're doing a whole special thing this entire year. It's going to kick off September first with the. Um, um, Black College Hall of Fame, they have an exhibit inside the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So September 1st, you're going to have Alabama A&M versus Morehouse to kick off things. And then they're going to start, immediately start the selection because David Baker said he doesn't even know the selection of people. Yeah. Like he's surprised when he gets it and then he has to go and knock on the door, door yeah. doing Super Bowl okay. week and, you know, find out who those are. But there will be a total of 20 people okay. that will culminate with everything. So we'll, we'll see. It, it'll be interesting – this type of year, especially with uh, 20 people, how they going to pull that off? Because them speeches were long. <laughs> so I don't know. They're going to have to start at 10 o'clock in the morning to get finished. Well, maybe, you know, maybe you have a, the day before you have. You, you know, have two your, days your, of speeches. Two, two days of speeches, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got basketball to discuss. We should have the coach calling in. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. Be right back.
The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Tune your radio. Tune in. Now. You can tune in to this radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone. Android. Blackberry. Nokia. Samsung. Windows phones. Or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy. From over 70,000 radio stations around the world, including this Beasley Broadcast Group station. Check it out at TuneIn.com. Or your app store. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Orleans style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is the Don of DNA. The A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. Oh, you don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770 is that number to call in. Once again, live on Facebook, Periscope. Toll free, 888-926-7562. And we're going to see if we got Coach on the phone. Hello? Yes, I'm here. How are you? We got Coach Adrian Harris. How you feeling? I'm doing outstanding. How are you? I'm doing good. Wish you were here in the building, but we understand you're a busy person. Yes, I know. I'm. I'm. I'm I gotta get. I gotta get you guys a little early in the year. How y'all been? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. So, you are the coach of the Carver High School basketball team in Montgomery. Yes. And how's that going so far? 
That's going good. That's going really good. I uh, I, I picked up with, uh, I mean, as you guys know, I'm, I'm coaching a uh, semi-pro women's team as well. My Carver girls, I, I worked them really hard over the summer. Uh-oh. Hello, you still there? Hello? Hello? Oh, there okay, there we okay. go. All right, there we go. I'm here? Yep, yes, you there. I got me? Okay. I uh, I worked my, my Carver girls really hard over the summer. We had a lot of play dates in the month of um, of June. We played about 25 games. We played about a whole season in one month. Um, it's, it's kind of something that they do down here in the South, um, and it went really well for us. We played we played play dates, so you play about three games a, um, a day. So we ended up winning um, – about 14 or 15 games, uh, something of that nature, and uh, it, it ended up being well. We, we're we're going to be young again, but the girls that are my core um, are going to be juniors and seniors. So um, we're looking to have a great year. Excellent. So, And also, as you mentioned, you are the head coach for the Montgomery Lady Magic uh, semi-pro right. basketball team. What league is that? That is in the WABA. Okay. Now, so that's the women's version of you know the ABA, the um, the Women's Basketball Association. Excellent. Now, tell us a little bit more about the league. Like, how many, roughly, how many teams? Uh, the schedule that you all play. Okay, it's about um, uh, sixteen teams. It's a three-region um, league right now. Uh, the WABA is, and uh, we pretty much have teams on, on on different coasts. We have teams in the South, uh, East Coast, um, and um, a few out on the West Coast. Um, it's, it's, it's growing, you know, the league has only been around about, about two or three years. And, um, it's, it's something that's really, really good, you know, for women's basketballs. I know women's basketball, I know there are a lot of different leagues floating around. I've actually coached in, the, um, another league, the WBCBL before as well. And, uh, so when I, this opportunity came my way, I, I um, definitely wanted to jump on it because I saw it being something really big. So we're growing. We're definitely growing. It's about six teams in our region. So um, we just opened up with the team out of Atlanta, the Atlanta Angels, and we actually come to them on this Saturday. We're going to be playing at Thero High School at 3 p.m. We're going to play the Atlanta Angels again. So anybody out there in the Atlanta area interested in seeing some women's professional, uh, semi-professional basketball, come check us out. That's great. How did the game go yesterday? The game, uh, it started off really, really shaky. My starting point guard went down with a possible, uh, God forbid, uh, an Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. Um, she may have uh, completely, um, you know, ruptured it. We're hoping that it's not. She went to see the doctor today. So, literally, I looked up at the clock. It was 8.49 on the clock. So, about 10, 11 seconds in, um, that was devastating. And that happened to us. And, uh, you know, she's one of my premier prayers of ball handlers. So, um, uh, we did some really, really good things. We were fighting really, really hard at the beginning, but I had, with her going down, I had to move some players around and kind of overexert them at the, uh, you know, handling the ball, right. something that they uh, wouldn't have to do, you know, um, so excessively. Um, and um, I believe it caught up with us in the end. Kristen Dickerson, um, one of my guards, played very well. She ended up with about 28 points. Um, we were actually leading at the half. We actually went up on it maybe by 12 or 14 at the most at the first half. Mm. And uh, they fought back and cut it down, and we went up two um, at halftime and then came back out, and we couldn't hit the backside of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> we could not buy it. We couldn't throw the ball in the ocean, you know. So yeah. it was just one of those things. But it was definitely um, a great learning experience for us. But I believe we just kind of ran out of steam, you know, 
the, the Angels were this, this is their third game into their season, and this oh, okay. was just only our first. And mm. I truly believe as a basketball coach, you know, you can be in shape, but basketball shape is a different kind of shape, you know. And that's right. going to take another maybe game or two for them to really get their wind up under them and, and all of that. So um, we're excited, though. I think our, our, our future is extremely promising. Um, but with those injuries plaguing us, we're going to have to, you know, go out and, and, and beat the bushes and, and, and uh, recruit some more, get some more players in here to be able to help us fill the roster with having those career um, ending injury like that, you know, um, a possibility of that. So we got to, um, we're going to be fine though. I think we have a great brand of basketball going on. We have great supporters and both almost 200 people at the game yesterday. Excellent. So just to have basketball in August is amazing. So where, where do you go? Where, where do you, so with replacing possibly having to replace your point guard, where would you go to yeah. find someone to, uh, to, 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 to do that? Well, with me being a former college coach, I have access to a lot of girls that have, have, have played the game and all of that. It's just about them having a schedule that will permit them to be able to come to practice and things of that nature. Um, I reached out to a couple of my um, players that actually reside in Atlanta, a few of them. Um, we actually have uh, Miss Basketball that's going to be uh, filling our roster as our celebrity basketball player. Um, she's going to probably most likely be playing with us on Saturday. So, um you know, it, it's not hard to, to try to get them. To, it's just about trying to make sure the schedules are, you know, going to be fluent with what we're trying to do. So hopefully we can get um, a few more players in. Um, Shante Robinson, that was actually um, played point guard at Alabama State as well, she's uh, uh, going to be coming on with us as well. So we got to find some people to pick up the pieces, but we're going to be fine. We'll figure it out for sure. Gotcha. Now, you went to Alabama State, and you just got awarded yeah. with some hardware the other day. Tell me about I it. I did. <laughs> Um, I was uh, actually honored by our uh, IFCAP. Uh, that is uh, one of our um, big-time supporters at the school and, and, and kind of like uh, the boosters for Alabama State University that they do a lot of funding for us and raising money and things of that nature for this athletic uh, program. It actually stands for I Support the Athletic Program, um, IFCAP. And uh, they, honored, they honored me and some other um former athletes there. It's kind of like a legacy-type ring. Um, you know, you have to be so far removed from um, graduating, but also doing great things in the community within your career and things of that nature. So it was truly an honor and a blessing to be um, to be recognized by them. Did you cry? Uh, no, I didn't cry. Oh, come on. You... <laughs> that ain't no, that ain't no <laughs> crying in basketball. The shit of tear, ain't it? <laughs> that ain't no crying in basketball until you win the chip. <laughs> There's no crying in basketball, for sure. <laughs> what made you decide to become the coach for the Lady Magic? I saw this as a, a huge opportunity for me. I mean, I, I, I coached college basketball for about eight years, and I, I took this high school job. Uh, because I needed head coaching experience. But ultimately, you know, I want to be a major Division I um, head coach one day. And I saw it just kind of going in the direction that I'm trying to go in as far as my career. Um, I've actually coached in my pro ball before. This is not my first year doing it. Um, I coached in Montgomery Dream after I got done playing with them for one year. Um, so um, it's definitely something I was very familiar with. But the, the, the branding of it and all of that, you know, I'm, I'm actually in school right now working on my PhD in sports management. So the timing of it was just perfect because I had all these ideas and things swirling around in my head about how um, I could definitely maybe one day own a team or be a part of, you know, um, pushing a team into in a type of management or, you know, a situation like that of, of, of trying to create something great for this community here in Montgomery because it's such 
a great market. You know, um, yesterday was living proof of that when all those fans and kids and everybody came out to support us. So it's something that, um, that uh, you know, that the owner hit me up and I, and I told her I would pray about it and I could just see it being an asset to just everything I'm trying to do. Also for my high school girls and my high school program, you know, it's, it's been great for us because, you know, the high school girls can look up to these older girls and, and, and actually have something to look forward to as far as, you know, playing ball after college and stuff like that. So these girls have been kind of like big sisters to my, my high school team to have them around us. To influence them in a positive way has been great as well. And it's also pouring money back into my high school program, you know. So um, it's, it's been good to us. I got to ask you, you talked about becoming, you know, an owner one day, running yes. major D1. What do you think in the WNBA with these coaches now going to the NBA? Is that going to affect the WNBA at all? No, it's not. And it's funny that you asked me that because I'm actually doing my dissertation um, um, around that area and field. of. Um, it's going to be focused on cross-gender coaching. And it's talking about how, um, you know, ever since Title IX came along, how women have been underrepresented in, in our own sports. You know, it's more men coaching women, you know what I'm saying, than women coaching men. And it shouldn't be like that, number one. But also talking about how we're just as capable, you know, because basketball is basketball. I understand, you know, the guys can run a little faster, jump a little higher and all of that. But the fundamentals of the game don't change. The players do, you know. So um, I think it's great. Um, it's, it's great for me because it's at a time of me about to start my dissertation and, you know, and the research of it and all of that is becoming so prevalent now. And I think it's very much so well-deserved. It's a lot of women. Uh, you know that can coach basketball. You know uh, in the in the NBA and and any type of uh, coaching males in high school and all of that. And I think of it as you know men have been doing it for years. You know and you know been in the position of of, of actually uh, you know filling spots that women could possibly have. But you know them being a male and just how society thinks of of women anyway. And it's not just a sports thing. You know it's, it's Fortune 500 companies. It's all over the country that that is happening where women are not getting recognized and, and, you know, they're overqualified, but they're just not getting the looks that they should get. So I just think it's great that the NBA is recognizing that and giving these women the respect that they deserve. Okay. So it doesn't hurt the WNBA's brand by having these great coaches leave? Well, I, I think it's about a preference and, and, and what a coach wants to coach. You know, every female coach doesn't necessarily, you know, want to coach want to coach women you know I, I know a lot of female coaches that have the desire to coach men I think it's just great because they're actually getting the opportunity you know this is this was unheard of 10 years ago you know a, 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 a woman um, a women a women coaching in the NBA so I think it's about preference but I think they should be uh, able to have the same opportunities that men have on the high school and college and you know professional level you know coaching the opposite sex so it's just about preference, and um, I just think it's great that they're they're able to get the opportunity. So I got a question, kind of kind of okay. piggyback. So I, I think we all in agreement. If you can coach, you can coach. If you can coach, you can coach. <laughs> Period. That, I don't, that, Period. Um, but you know, the talk always is around the WNBA and maybe their footing, their financial footing, or whatever. So kind of in reverse, do you think the WNBA needs to kind of look at uh, the look at the 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 leagues that that you're coaching in and, and similar leagues, and maybe Absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping, yeah, and I'm hoping one day you're talking about as far as bringing coaches up and players. And, and I'm hoping yeah. one day, like the WNBA doesn't have a D league. Like I think that's mm -hmm. insane. You know, I think 
you know, it's great that we have all of these, you know, women's leagues around, but I think just because, you know, the fight of the NBA has a, a G League, excuse me, because it's G League now, I think the women should have the same. You know, why, why can't we have the same? And that's what I kind of picture and envision the WABA being because I think it's possible because we have quality players. You know, um, but the females, um, you know, it, I just think a lot of things could be done a little differently anyway as far as uh, uh, the female brand of the WNBA, as far as marketing and, and things of that nature. Um, but I, I I do I do feel like it's, it's on the up and up and things are changing. So that, that makes me happy. But it's a lot of men coaching in the WNBA already. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Derek Fisher just got the job with the, with the Sparks, you right. know what I'm saying? So it's just. It's um, it's to me, it's about preference, but it's also about you know recognizing the fact that women are extremely qualified to coach both men and women, just like men are qualified to coach both men and women. From your perspective, what do you think the WNBA needs to do to draw more attention to their sport in the game? I think the same effort that goes into marketing the NBA should be put into the WNBA. You know, I think uh, shoe deals. I mean, it's a lot of things that they could do, um, in, in my opinion, from a, from a standpoint of marketing and, and, and branding. I just don't think the same money and effort is, is put into it like it is from the NBA. And it's because of society, because of how, you know, the stereotypes of women and, you know, you know, uh, uh, being considered the weaker counterpart as far as, you know, smart, everything. Because it's not just in sports. You know, sports are a microcosm of society. So it's whatever's going on in society is, is usually going on around sports as well. You understand what I'm saying? It's just a reflection of the society. So um, I think things have to change, and um, things are changing. I mean, those women like Carol Lawson and, uh, you know, all of those, those women getting jobs in the NBA is amazing for us. I hope one day in the next probably 10 to 15 years we say, a, a, a woman that's a, a head NBA coach, you know, because I think they're capable. I really, really do. I, I look at the big three and how Lisa Leslie's team right now. Love it. Is, Love it. I think they're number one at six and one right now. Now, I saw Joe yes. hit a step back four the other day. So, again, coaching is across the board. If you're a good coach, you're a good coach. If you're a bad coach, you're a bad coach, and it's going to show. Yeah, and it's going to resonate no matter if you're coaching Little League or mm -hmm. pros. You know what I'm saying? Because, number one, it starts with, you know, coaching for the right reasons. That's number one. And, you know, teaching the fundamentals of the game. You know, I, I, I know it's a lot of coaches out there that are coaching for the wrong reasons, which, you know, they may have some type of success, but you're not reaching the players. You know, it's about teaching life, too. You know, it's always bigger than basketball or any sport. So I think that's important as well. Do you see a time where players will stop going overseas to play and will stay here? Um, I don't see that because I think the branding overseas is, is, is they do some great things. You know, you can go overseas as a player and become a superstar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the people, people are really, really into the game and love it. But it's also about how it's being marketed over there and appreciated. You know, there's so many other, um, you know, different professional um, sports around here in the U.S. So it, it just kind of, it's, it's a competition with everything, even though we are different. It's different seasons and everything. It's just uh, the market is just it's just really, really extremely competitive. So um, that's just something to be to be to be looking to. But I do think there are some some marketing strategies and things that can be done on on the women's side that would really, really uplift the game for sure. Gotcha. Now I know you're a big LeBron fan. What you expecting this year? 
<laughs> oh, you God. know we had to get into Did this. Don't tell you that. Don't had to tell you how big of a Lebron fan I was. Uh, come this on. is me. This come is on, me. Come this on. is me. Are you a Lakers fan? No, she a Lebron fan. Okay, yeah. Let's get that. Let's clear yeah, that. Yeah, she is not a Lakers. I'm, fan. I'm a fan of the player. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny because if my dad hears me say this, he'd probably go crazy. I I actually grew up in a Laker house household. My my family are are Laker fan. My dad is a diehard Laker fan, and uh, my brothers and all of that. And I just kind of grew up around the time where, you know, Michael Jordan was this thing. And I kind of attached myself to players opposed to, um, you know, teams and being a diehard fan or whatever. What so, um, Kenny Hardaway <laughs> was another one of my favorite players okay. or whatever. So I kind of just continued the trend with LeBron. And, and I have this thing and I say, you know, where LeBron goes, I go. But it was so hard to swallow that pill when I heard you going to the Lakers. It was <laughs> It was complete irony in my life. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't even been really following it because I knew this year was going to be kind of tough for them. But I'm excited about them getting AD um, and uh, some of the other things, exciting things that they got going on. So I, I hope I hope he does well. It looks like they're building something great over there. Well, speaking of coach, you're a coach. So who would you prefer to coach LeBron? And this is got to answer this question. You prefer Vogel? You prefer Kid or you prefer LeBron? I can't. I I misunderstood what you said. I said, I, I said, I said since you a coach, and and the Lakers have a new coach, new coaching staff. I'm asking you, who would you want to coach LeBron? And it's a it's a three. It's A, B, and C. A is Vogel, who's now the head coach. B is Kid, who is the assistant coach, or what they call them, uh, uh, head coach part A or whatever. And then. C is LeBron. Do you want LeBron to coach himself? Well, well, I think LeBron has been coaching himself for years, <laughs> and, and most players, most great players do. But I do think LeBron has a, um, I think he has a level of respect for his head coaches, and I know he he follows what they say and, and all of that, and, and and he's respectful of them. I just think he's just a true student of the game, and I think he catches a lot of slack for that. But I don't see anything wrong with um, – I think he's going to listen to everybody because I just think he's a stand-up guy really off the court. So um, I wouldn't pick and choose anybody, but I think he'll be coached by all three, including himself. Who's the best team in L.A., the Clippers or the Lakers? Ah, that's tough. The Clippers just got who? Remind me right quick. The Clippers just got uh, – Kawhi and PG. Yeah. yeah, I like Kawhi, man. I like Kawhi because he plays so hard, um, and his just his redemption story was just amazing to me. I like I like Paul George too. He's tough, but the Lakers, uh, LeBron. I mean, LeBron is LeBron, you know. <laughs> and I don't think those guys are seasoned enough to be able to compete with his status right now. And I love AD, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have to go with the Lakers just because of experience wise and size and all of that. Your daddy must be sitting next to you right now. He told no, you to say that. No, he's not. Well, he's Can you believe I'm saying the word like this? <laughs> but I'm not a fan. I'm a LeBron fan. I got an old Magic uh, Magic Johnson Lakers jersey that I've been trying to figure out how I can alter it and put LeBron on the front and take Lakers off. <laughs> just, 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 just wear your old, just wear your old Heat jersey. Yeah, I could. Hey, and look, change that and put LeBron on that. There you go. Right. <laughs> It's okay. I'm going to go wherever he go next, too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he stays around to actually try and play with Bronny? Uh, I don't know. You know, LeBron is – um, I 
I, I love who he is as a father and a husband and all of that. He probably would maybe one or two games or something like that just because of his personality. I, I thought it was really cool that he was in the, in the warm-up dunking the other day and he was catching slaps for that. And I'm like, have y'all ever thought about the fact that maybe the, the boys asked him to do that? Like, they've been winning every year. You know he does that every year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the first year he's been in their layup line dunking at that tournament. He does it every year. And I'm like... Maybe it's a tradition or, you know, maybe it's for the kids. People try to make it seem like people do stuff for, you know, attention. And I'm like, he's just been a great dad. You know, I just thought it was awesome. So um, I don't know if he'll stick around. I think it'll be really, really cool if he did, though. Okay, we'll see. Um, Back to the WNBA for a second. They had their all-star game uh, a little over a week ago now. And Lambeer was in charge of, since they were the hosts of Vegas Aces, he said he tried to get first-class plane tickets for the players, but the NBA, well, the WNBA said that they wouldn't approve it. He at least got the See hotel. How crazy set that up. is! That's crazy. Yeah, can you speak to that? Well, I, I just think it's that's what I'm talking about. Things of that nature, and I, and I, and I guarantee you, it's so many other things that go on. I saw another one, I believe, um, a story about the Las Vegas Lake, uh, the um, Aces. Their flight got delayed or canceled or something, yep. and they were, like, stuck in the airport all mm-hmm. night. And I'm just like, how don't you get some hotels or or whatever? You know, NBA has their own planes. Like, come right. on. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like anybody's really, really hurting for money. And then they don't pay them enough, and they wonder why the women go overseas and stay overseas. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, great players like Maya Moore are taking a break. Because at the end of the day, seriously, is it worth it? You know what I'm saying? Is it really, really worth it? So I just think the the um, I just think the quality of the league has to get better as far as you know making it about the players and, and making them first class, just like the men are first class. I understand they don't bring in the money or whatever at this point, but how can they bring in the money if they're not getting treated the right way? You understand what I'm saying? So it right. starts it starts with that, you know. I agree. All right, so let everybody know once again um, where you all will be playing this Saturday and what time. Yeah, we're going to be playing at Thurl High School at 3 p.m. versus the Atlanta Angels. Um, we're going to definitely try to get some redemption in and close out and get a W on Saturday. Come out and support the Montgomery Lady Magic. I'm very, very proud of my girls because they did fight back. Um, you know, we kind of plagued by a couple of injuries, but we're not going to make excuses. We're just going to be ready to go on Saturday, and we would love to see you guys' faces in the place. Hey, that's what's up. And uh, we'll have you back on before your Carver basketball starts up, too. Okay, that sounds great, man. Thanks for having me. I hey, appreciate you guys. Appreciate no you. Let Thank everybody you. know how they can um, find you <laughs> on social media. Yes, um, all of my social media is uh, She's a Coach, S-H-E-S-A. C-O-A-C-H, that's on IG, that's on Twitter, that is on Snapchat everywhere that I barely use. <laughs> um, also, uh, my email is uh, she's a coach at gmail.com. Uh, Appreciate you, Coach. All right, thank you, Doc. Y'all have a good one, okay? All right, you too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <coughs> this is DNA Sports Talk. We're going to take a break. We come back. Yeah, man. No. <laughs> he need a break. <laughs> we got some MLB to discuss. This uh, eleven hundred AM. Be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, seven to nine PM Eastern Standard Time 
on wwweam 1100 or com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Tune your radio. Tune in. Now, you can tune in to this radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone. Android. Blackberry. Nokia. Samsung. Windows phones. Or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy from over 70,000 radio stations around the world, including this Beasley Broadcast Group station. Check it out at TuneIn.com or your app store. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, 404-603-8770. So I'm going to call in. Toll free is 888-926-7562. Appreciate Coach calling in, uh, talking about her lady Magic, they have a game this Saturday, 3 p.m. at Thero here in Atlanta. Uh, Semi-pro women's basketball. Also the head coach for the Carver High School girls in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, talking about LeBron, you saw the comments that uh, the old GM for the cast, David Griffin, made about LeBron. Um, <laughs> how did he uh, – what, what were the exact words? He just was <clears> – <throat> he, well, he said that he knew once they won that that was it. Um, being in Cleveland with LeBron and that it was kind of hard to be a, a GM with him. Which I don't think anybody took that as a surprise. But, you know, oh, he said it wasn't, it wasn't organic were his words. 
I don't know, man. To me, it's a, a lot about nothing. So, <clears throat> well. Oh, here's the exact quote. One second. Everything we did was so inorganic and unstable and frankly not fun. I was miserable. Did you win a chip? Literally, the moment we won the 2016 championship, I knew I was going to leave. There was no way I was going to stay for any amount of money. Did you win a chip? Yeah, you won a chip. Here's what I think about some. <laughs> some here's what I think about some head coaches, some GMs. For an example, it's all situational. LeBron, I'm, I'm gonna use LeBron and Jordan the same. The problem that uh, who was the GM for the Chicago Bulls all those years? Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf. He didn't like that. Not, he didn't get any of the credit for None. bringing in people like Steve Kerr. You know, you, you look at that Charlie roster Kukos. that that, that kind of turned Rodman. over. That kind of yeah turned over three or four times. <clears throat> um, but because he, everybody he, thinks he, Jordan he was or the, Phil said go he, get them. He was the architect and Phil, so he didn't get any credit. I'm looking at LeBron the, in the same kind of sense where you look at um, the people who got the credit down in Miami. You know, Spolstra and uh, well Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Pat Riley got the credit. Right. But Pat Riley was a, a bigger than <laughs> he I was a name. Life, but He's he, a he, name. He, you know, right. He, he got the history in the, in, in the NBA. So, but when you come back to when you come back to 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 um, Cleveland the second time, you know, and they won the championship. No one's talking about the GM and how that roster got put together. You know, n- no one's doing that. They, so, to me, some of that is just you know what, I didn't get my shine, and so how I'm going to get my shine is I'm going to somewhat try to tarnish somebody else. Somebody else's. Well, you would see what he's done with the Pelicans. He's rebuilt them. Yeah, I well, mean they but, got something. Yeah, because you're gonna lose AD at the end of the year and didn't get nothing. At yeah, least yeah, he, yeah, he they got the number one pick, which you know pure and adulterated luck. You, you kind of robbed right. the Lakers of and a lot of talent. You got a lot of talent from there. Yeah. So, but he's not. But again, you look at the the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. They won a championship, but a lot of the praise went to the GM. Yeah, because you know the coach I mean? wasn't a name. First he pulled off the deal to get Kawhi. First, we forget the coach. He pulled the deal yeah. off to get Kawhi to give that man something to coach. Because you know what I mean? You don't get Kawhi there. They're not winning. They're not. They don't win a chip. Because they just had DeMar DeRosa, who is a great player, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But Kawhi was the one piece to put him over the top. Well, that, and he got Danny Green. Then he went down and got uh, Paul. I'm um, not Paul, but got uh, Mark, Mark Kassoff, you know, from Memphis. So the GM really in one year. He he made the moves. He made the moves. He put all the chip on the table, so he's going to get the praise. It's a little bit different for this this gentleman. So I, that's why I think a lot of that is coming from. Okay. But did you win the chip? Yes. Win the chip. Then shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you could be David Black. Why y'all do that man like that? He why he they had do the that best man? record. Why they do that up man? until All Star break? Why they do and that? y'all let that man go? Why they do that man like that? He was the about one, to coach the All Star. The GM talking, talking about well, he could have been David Black. Why that? You, <laughs> uh, you cool? Draymond got um, his big payout to stay with the Golden State Warriors. Four years, a hundred million dollars uh, contract extension. Money earned. Yeah, you're not paying him for what he's going to be. You're paying him for what he's already done. And now, and they said it was a little bit of a discount too. Yeah, and and now you also because he could have got two hundred and four million over five years if he had hit free agency next summer, yeah. or one hundred and fifty one million over four years with another team. Draymond ain't stupid. Draymond knows his legacy is there. Yeah, 
You know he's not he going to be. He's not going to be the same player if he goes anywhere else. If he stays in Golden State, he's, he's a, a potential, potential Hall of, of Famer. And he got three chips. And and they, and I still think they they can rev up to get one more. Not this year. Yeah, but definitely, but definitely next year. I think they're going to be dangerous in that if plays back in that first round. In that first round, being one eight seed, but I think going into next season, they're going to rev up. They're going to still have day three, and they're going to add a piece. D'Angelo Russell. They can still add a piece. I think Golden State's going to be a problem the twenty twenty season. You know what I mean? So um, he can get four rings. And so now you're still talking about them still you, being you a dynasty when you, you when you got four out of the four rings out of six years. That's that's still that's still the that's or still the, make it. That's still the eighties eighties uh Celtics Lakers, Lakers yeah. you know, in a ten year span going fifty percent of the time. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's one of those situations where if one gets in, they all get in. Yeah. You put them all in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. And I think um too, the NBA is basketball Hall of Fame. It's not just NBA. Yeah. So at that point, it's a lot of people that are in there. It's not as stringent as the NFL. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to get into. And, you know, four chips, if they get four chips in six years, you know, been to the finals that many times, they all yeah, get they in. They all get in, yeah. I mean, and, and two out of the three are the uh, best shooters this side, <laughs> this side, you know what I mean, of the NBA being great, you know, as far as their, their history. And then Draymond, in that system, he's no slouch. And he's we, the motor. And, and he's can, the motor. And we can all make that argument, and it's a true argument. He doesn't get suspended. They win three in a row already. They'd be trying to go for four or five in yeah. a row. You know, you know, not barring any injuries that kind of happened this right. season, this season. But you know, and and that again, how history can change. We talked about the tuck, tuck rule room. and how LeBron loses that that twenty sixteen finals, and he's now he, he instead of being four four out of nine, mm-hmm. he's. Three out of six, you know, whatever have the number. Three out of six now. I mean, then he'll two be out of seven. he'll be two out. That I don't care what nobody optics. says. That, optics exactly as you you. Because mm-hmm. as much as we want to talk about the logo, he only got one. When you when, when we start talking <laughs> about one out of nine, you you look a little different. Like yep. Or we start talking about uh, not Bill Russell, but talking about um um the center. That went to that that ran from a uh, Wilt Chamberlain. You thought talking about Wilt? He like he won for something too. You you know what I mean? It I, when you start talking about the greats, the greats especially that position, you gotta name chips. You gotta that you gotta have some type of demarcation. Yeah, and, and them chips, chips is, makes a difference. It makes a difference. Yeah, it does. I going real going back to uh, football real quick. Uh, Ed Reed made the comment that he doesn't like goats. You know, because you got so many different errors and how people play the game. He said, let's just do away with calling GOATs now. We can do GOATs at position, but not the greatest of all time. So you can. You I know. disagree, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We got to have greatest of all time. Now, I do agree that if you want to, and it, to me, the whole conversation, most people have the conversation, but they don't never have parameters on what they have in the conversation on. So what's the criteria we have in a conversation? Well, like the on NFL both? 100, they they the one they did for the players has uh, Aaron Donald won. And before you remember last but week, I we talked about. But my problem is I don't know three. what the criteria is. Right. So is this a popularity contest? Is this you know what they've done in the last three seasons? Is it from last season to this season? You know what I mean? I you, I, I need I don't know what that is. So that's the reason why I'm disagreeing when you have Drew Brees at three. 
as far as that the was top one hundred players. I, that was um, th- that was the writers and media, I think, because the, for the NFL players, Drew Brees is two. Because uh, Patrick Mahomes was higher, but he's not, according to the players. Uh, it's Aaron Donald, Drew Brees, Khalil Mack, Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Aaron Rodgers, Julio, and Von Miller. Yeah. By the players. Gotcha. So, but still, I don't know what your what your criteria is. You know, what 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 are you? Uh... I don't know. So again, I don't have. So I think most times when you have the argument. Well, the argument comes up. And it's fun are, to debate. It's fun to debate, yeah, too. I mean, that's basically but, what it is. But at the same time, no one wants to say what the criteria is. So, like, what we have, when we go back What your forth, personal feelings are. Yeah. That's, but, that's it. Yeah. But, uh, but no, but, I mean, even to start breaking down, you got to, granted, some some of the, the 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 errors make a difference. But we started talking about the Hall of Fame. You got 326 guys in the Hall of Fame. The NFL has been around for 100 years. So we're talking about probably sixty thousand players, and out of sixty thousand players, you only got three hundred twenty-six. It's hard that, to get in. That's how elite it is, right? Yeah. And you trying to tell me I can't have an argument about being the goat, about y'all being the goat because you were in the Hall of Fame. The, that's the conversation is organic as it can be. But who? How do you say who's the greatest? Okay, we'll say tight end. Tony Gonzalez just went in. Who's the greatest uh, tight end? Him, Shannon Sharp. Ozzie Newsom, you know, how do you say you're the now? And I understand having debates about at the position, but how can you say who's the greatest NFL player of all time? That, how do you get into that goat conversation? That's hard. Right. <laughs> that's hard. That's hard now, because I because even when I because the rule changes. Look at Brady. Yeah. He got this uh, what twenty three million now mm-hmm. extension. Yeah. Um, he could, they got extended well, rule in 2021. Changes, rule changes. Technology, because injuries now. You got some guys who got hurt who probably not. Who? They got, if they got hurt now, their career would have been extended longer exactly. or whatever. Exactly. But, I mean, they are – but what's crazy about that is there are some players out of that 326 that I could still elevate out there. So, I may not – it might be hard for me to determine what's the best tight end, but I can tell you right now, the best wide receiver ever is Jerry Rice. Rice. Hands down. I don't care who. <laughs> right. Whatever. Right. Jerry Rice. You know what I mean? Now, there could be some arguments about – Quarterbacks. Is, is Jerry Rice the greatest player of all time? I think my two greatest players of all time, literally, maybe three. And Jerry Rice is one. Walter Payton is two. And then we can have an argument about whether Gale Sayers, Sayers uh, well, you know, uh, I, uh, uh, Brown, um, uh, Jim Brown, Jim Brown, hell, even OJ. I know people don't want, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying. So I think, to me, the greatest football player of all time was Dion. Because he could, he could do anything. But <laughs> I would be upset if somebody said Jim Brown because Jim Brown in college before he went to the NFL did like four or five sports. But that, but that's, you know what I'm saying? But that's when you change the criteria, though. You just change the cri- You just change the criteria by by. But he's re- athletic. I so know. What does, same thing. What with, is it? Same thing with OJ. We just changed the criteria because I said football player. I ain't say athlete because athlete now encompasses. You it could have been mean? Bo Jackson if it wasn't for injuries. Granted, but he got injured. But he got injured. So <laughs> again, how so, can you say? You know, but I, I am I, fo- football player. Football player, hands down, best ever. Number one is Jerry Rice at wide receiver. Football player. Football player. Football player. I'm going Jerry Rice number one. Not even Daryl Green. 
Football, your boy, football, Green. Football, because <laughs> Jerry Rice was smoking him too. <laughs> and, that's, and that's my boy. And, but, and the other reason why I'm saying Jerry Rice, because he came in an era where they had not softened the rules yet. So, so the, that's so your criteria. So but that changes criteria. But I'm still staying with football, though. I'm not adding what you did in college no, I'm on just the saying, track field or whatever. I know, but I'm, but I'm saying Jim Brown was one of the best because he was he played so many sports. Um, who was it? But we said uh, football player. Football, right. <laughs> I get you. I mean, now I'm talking about greatest athlete. Now I'm going to probably pull out about four or five guys who played professional football, but they are the greatest athletes ever. Now, and I'm going to go back to Dion. to Dion and Bo. Because yeah. these are the just ones that great at collegiate level. They were all-stars. All-star and baseball. baseball. And baseball and track. is probably a harder sport. To master. To master than, than football. But we didn't say athlete. We said NFL football player. player. <laughs> NFL player? Yeah. Uh, it might be Walter Payton for me. I get you. Right, listen. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's some bias. I ain't going to lie. That is some bias. But, it, again, it's hard to say and I would, unless I, you and go I don't, by position. And I don't, mind not, I don't mind maybe not having a GOAT conversation with the Hall of Famers because they're all GOATs. Again, you got – at bare minimum, 60,000 players that have played, I'm saying 100, 100 years, 53, you know what I mean? And you only got 326. In there. In there. And it's it's hard to get in. We got a call on line. Hello? Yes. How you doing? Uh, yeah, how you doing this evening? Good. good What's good. going on? Yeah, uh, I'm DJ from Douglasville. What's going on, DJ? Yeah, I want to talk to the gentleman. Y'all, I was holding, then you, y'all substitute the coach for me, but I understood that. That's no problem. But I called back because the gentleman beside you, he talk a lot of, excuse my man, he, he, he got to be insane on a lot of stuff, man. First of all, I'm going to start with the New Orleans Saints. I don't appreciate you. I'm a Saints fan that you say Michael Thomas didn't deserve his money. If you go back since you're talking about perimeter, the guy had 321 catches in three years, man. He got over 4,000 yards and 23 touchdowns. Then go back this past season. Let me ask you this, Mr. Island, like New Orleans Saints. And Marcus Peters and Akeem Tariq, two of the best corners in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he put 200 on them. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with the greatest football player. Now, I understand what you're saying about Jerry Rice, right? Mm-hmm. But Jerry Rice had Roger Craig, John Taylor. That probably is the time the greatest quarterback. But I can understand you saying Jerry Rice. But man, stop disrespecting Jim Brown. 1,600 yards in 65 in the 12 game season. And he played fullback. Come on, man. I, stop the senile. I didn't. I didn't. Tonight, well, so, so, so hold on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you the one question I asked, and you probably didn't hear me ask. Do you, so when Drew, Drew Brees is gone, is Michael Thomas going to nah, make the? No, we ain't talking about no Tom Brady. We talking about right now. We talking. About- and so and so when you pay a guy a hundred million dollars, you're not talking about just right now. You paying him a hundred million dollars because you expect him to perform at those numbers the next couple of years. Drew Brees is not going to be around probably after this year. He may not be around next year. So in year three of this $100 million deal when they have a new quarterback, is Michael Thomas going to be the kind of wide receiver that's going to make the quarterback better? 
a rookie quarterback or a second-year quarterback. Yeah, I'm saying like you don't like him. And no, it's just answer. Right, just answer. Just, just, I give you, I give you, I gotta give you a little something. But he did have some tremendous pieces. That young man from Delaware, John Taylor, was that thing. They, they, that young man from Nebraska was that dog, Roger Craig. So again, I'm gonna ask the question because you didn't, you didn't, you didn't answer my question about year three, year four, this hundred million dollar or whatever the deal that Thomas got. Is he going to make the quarterback better? Most times when you pay a wide receiver that kind of money, you're paying the wide receiver that kind of money because he has the ability to make another position better, which in his case will be the quarterback. When we look at certain wide receivers throughout the last, say, 10 years or so, they've always made their quarterback better. I can go back, I can go to the Carolina Panthers with Steve Smith. When he left Carolina and went to uh went to went to Baltimore, he immediately made an impact on making Flacco better. Immediately. And then you also seen a slight decline with with uh with Cam when Smith wasn't there. So I'm asking you about this particular, your New Orleans Saints, Thomas, pay him what y'all want to pay him. I'm just saying for that kind of money. I'm expecting him in year three, year four, when they all have a different quarterback, for him to be able to produce those numbers. You know what, man? I like you. I like you, man, because you star stuff. But I like you. I like you. Oh, we, I like you. You can see now, my brother. I appreciate you calling in, man. This is what we do, though. We call in. Get people blood born a little bit. We, we appreciate Remember my name, hey. DJ from Hey, DJ, one more question, DJ. So what's the Saints going to do this year before you hang up? You, you there, DJ? Are you gone? I want to know what you think the Saints was going to do, do this, this year. year. This year. Well, you saw the report where um, a judge is going to have Roger Goodell and a couple other right. people <laughs> um, come in to testify under oath about the, the bad call. You can't live in the past. You want to you want to make it to the future. They can't let that hang over their head for the last. You know what they, I mean? They they on a redemption tour this year. It, it's Super Bowl or bust. They've been on a redemption tour the last few playoffs. The, the, they last, last they last year. no they last four last playoffs year. have ended. The last five have ended horrible. The Seattle the Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks game. with uh Marshawn busting off the sixty some odd plus yard run. Then you when had, the earthquake happened. <laughs> then you had the uh, then you had the um. Minnesota, yeah. Then last year, and I, I'm forgetting one other one that kind of ended in heartbreak. Um, yeah. Was it Arizona? Mm-mm, Arizona ain't done nothing. No, I thought Arizona beat them that before they got to years. NFC Championship game. They've been in the playoffs the last five, like the last five straight years. The the the, the, the Saints I think, or four straight four. years. Okay, but three out of those four three. have ended horribly as yeah. far as having the game in the how, bag. How, how yeah, how you lost the game? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no, no hate on the Saints over here, man. Yeah, you we, do. You we, hate on the Saints. No, we get more people talking about we hate on the Falcons than we ever <laughs> had anybody call. We ain't never had nobody talking about we hate the Saints. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> right, right. DJ from Douglasville. <laughs> you good with us, man. You good. <laughs> but yeah, going back, it, it's hard to say who's the the greatest NFL player, period. When it comes but, to the Hall of Fame. When it comes, yeah. But I can have that but discussion all day. But by positions, yeah. That's an easier debate to have. Like I said, because how do you factor who's the greatest as who um, was the best at their position? 
Um, I mean, had to be one of one part of it. You have to be a, the best at your position. If, if you know, let's say but, if we, we want to do, a, if we want to do, who gets to the greatest? We have to have at least top three in your position. And I, and, and, and it also depends on who your quarterback. Let's say wide receiver is one. You talked about Jerry Rice being a great. Excuse me, DJ's point. He had. Um, yeah. Montana, Montana, who but, I consider the greatest quarterback. But ever. then he went to Oakland and was still putting numbers up with who? Who was the yeah. quarterback? When he was in Oakland. But I'm saying <laughs> you can't. How can we? How can we not look at uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's coming up, who might not have the numbers or the titles that um, Jerry Rice has, but he hasn't had a quarterback at all. No, I get it. So how can we say? But then we can all say the game has changed a little bit now. And so it's changed. It's they, more you know, they, They're not hand checking. They're not. You know what I mean? They're not letting right. you take your head off in the middle. So you know, that the changes field or whatever, things as you know, well. Yeah. So <laughs> I get it. It's a discussion to have. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. But repeat what I said. I said Jerry Weiss is one in my boat. Walter, and then I was like, we can have an argument on three about Jim Brown or OJ or whatever. So those guys are already in my top five, DJ. I don't need you talking about a senile (laughs) up here, though. He is senile, though. (laughs) You were right about that. He is senile. You're absolutely correct. (laughs) Um. Real quick, shout out to Vince Carter coming back for his 22nd year two, most two. in NBA history. He will, if he plays the game in 2020, four decades. He spent as much time in the NBA as he was spending out of the NBA. Yes. That's that's ridiculous. Half his life. Yeah. and uh, But also, again, technology. You're able to... The way the, the way the game is played now, you know, it's got a, a load, a management, load, management. Load, load management, things of that nature. He hasn't had a significant injury. Correct. You know, as, as he's been as, fairly healthy. Yeah, his you know career, so he hasn't had anything to make him think twice about doing you know doing something else because injuries have caused you to do that too. <laughs> um, so um, I, I'm glad he's back though. Uh, the Hawks still have a young team. Yeah. And so one more year with him being around doesn't hurt anything. Um, hopefully they'll get a uh, a day a game on MLK Day. The Hawks will. Yeah. Uh, since it seems like Trey Young is starting to pick up mm-hmm. momentum as a. A superstar. A superstar. Yeah. Uh, a star. NBA Christmas Day, you got Clippers, Lakers, Battle of LA, Pelicans, Nuggets, which I'm glad to see they put Zion on prime time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celtics. Actually, Nuggets will probably be number one yeah, at that point. It as could far, be. You know, good, good record. Celtics versus Raptors, a uh, uh, possible Eastern Conference Finals preview. Yeah, we'll see. Bucks and 76ers, a possible. Like that. Now that's a possible. That's a possible Eastern Conference, possible Eastern Conference I'm just Finals. Putting it out there. The Raptors ain't gonna be. They gonna be AC. They gonna be a possible first round matchup. <laughs> but oh, right, 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 All right. <laughs> you forget who are left. Right, I forgot they left. <laughs> right, and then Rockets and Warriors. Possible second round matchup. matchup. You know, like I said, I think the Warriors will wind up being the I think AC. the NBA is the NBA does the best job of promoting its players. Yeah. And to have Zion, the Pelicans would have never had a, no, no, a no, game no. on Christmas Day. Because yeah, yeah. that's what we say, well, that's when the NBA season starts. Yeah. But also opening night, which is October twenty second, I think I'm correct. Clippers and Lakers play. Listen, so, they did it right. So, you know, we all been I'm waiting more, to see it, I'm so put excited, it out there. I'm more excited about the NBA than I am about the NFL. <laughs> this season coming up. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, can we skip these 16 <laughs> seasons? Get to the, let's get to game let's, one. Let's get like to it. Game one. With game everybody one. Gonna be one. Tip off, watching. everybody watching. LALA. It's going to be a great West year. West Coast. Uh, MLB, before we get out of here, the Braves, how did you think they did over the um, – with the trade deadline. I mean, they did what they needed to do. We talked about, man, I, I thought they might go for more bats. But, but they, they went pitching. They, they went pitching, which they need. They need bridge. They, they sure up their um, rotation. They got they got a and starter, and they got someone to come out the bullpen. Out the bullpen. That so, was the biggest need. 
So I, I'm I'm happy they did that. They went they went for they went for the need. Um, but I'm I'm right now I'm kind of disappointed that they gave away three out of four games to the Royals. Right. Or, you know. So we can't. I mean, they still fortunately the Nationals and the uh, the Phillies were both losing. So they still seven seven up in the standings. But you know, certain teams, man, you can't be losing to. And the Royals, the Royals, Royals. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, um, is one of them. They added Shane Green, Chris Martin, and Mark Melikon. Uh, 1.18, 3.08, and 3.5 earn run average just oh, respectively. Say, it wasn't who they played. It wasn't the Royals. I mean, they lost the Royals too, but who was they just played this, this set that just this, just was in The Reds. The Reds. Reds. Cincinnati. Who like, let the fighting every, Reds. Who let everybody go. They let, you know, Pui go. They Pui let go. everybody go. And then and, and the Reds came in town and took, the two, fighting out of, Reds. took two out of three. The new name. So, I don't know. They may have could have came back and won the first game, but they got the rain out and we won because I of the I was surprised the, the Dodgers game. didn't make any big moves. They don't have to. They 17 Games what they, what, 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 <laughs> they gotta stay better. You gotta. I mean, they seventeen it, the, games. Well, up. the Braves did what they need to do to play the Dodgers in the uh, for the chance to go to the World Series. They'll play in the um, NLCS more than likely. So I understand that move. But yeah, I, I thought the Braves. I mean, the Dodgers would go get somebody that maybe the Braves want. You know, sometimes yeah. it's good to play defense. Like a sabotage and, move. And, and then sometimes, right. and then okay. sometimes I, you ain't gotta do nothing. <laughs> and other than stay healthy, get your rotation right. But the winner, of course, was the Houston Astros. Go ahead and check them off. They got Greeky. They got Greeky. Man, you got Verlander, Greeky, Cole, Miley. They are, they are, they are set up to go against the Yankees in that little little league ballpark of the Yankees. They are set up. They are, they are the new version of the Braves with Smoltz and Glavin. <laughs> they got you know what four I mean? of the top 15 earn run average pitchers on their staff. Yes. In all of baseball, and the and the Yankees, four to fifteen, the Yankees got all the, in the Astros, got the the, the the bats, the bats. So I, I, can't, I always go with pitching. Exactly, I, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait for that AL West, a, ALCS matchup. Matchup. That's gonna be great. I'm being Houston, baby. Coming, <laughs> coming down, coming to holler at y'all in H Town. Minute Maid, baby. Minute Maid Field. <laughs> you can find DNA Sports Talk on. Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on. Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on. Facebook. DNA Sports Talk on. Instagram. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Back here next Monday. At WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.
And that's right. You can catch all your favorite shows on The Real 1100 WWWE Facebook page. It's real, y'all.